Southern Vanguard Radio, this is DJ John Doe. Mm. And to the left of me is my man. Mother's Day, Chino. <laughs> What's up, all you mothers out there? And your mammies. Oh man, I thought hey. you, I thought you were getting ready to go there. Nah, right I off ain't the rip. I, I it's gonna be a good night, but I'm <laughs> I'm I'm pacing myself. I'm pacing myself, <laughs> homie. What's good? Oh man, I'm just uh, extremely excited to be back. Uh, well, we got a lot of people worried about us. La- I know. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I know. You know what? I, I didn't even bother to send out a notification last week. I sent out a notification. Yeah, I saw that. that. Was, I appreciate uh, that actually. But it was uh, it was short lived. Yeah, because nothing happened as a result. Right. Of it. <laughs> yeah. So, but but people people concerned, people checking for us. It's it's a good feeling to know that that people you know they they look forward to this. So absolutely. Yeah. But we back in business. You got it. Yep. Yeah. All right. So if this is the first time you're listening to uh, Southern Vanguard Radio because you're a fan of the uh, the gentleman that we that we're interviewing tonight, then please make sure you go back and check out. Uh, mixed shows on Tuesdays, yep. right? Yep. Hot new joints, mixed up, sliced up. Meeks and I popping shit. Uh, you know, talking about all kinds of you know things like you know life and the, just the great time that we have every day. Yep. Current events. Current events. All that good shit. Whatever. It's really a mixed show, and then you know Meeks and I just popping shit in between. But anyway, nonetheless, uh, you know, and then then what we do is we set you up for a nice in- fat interview on Thursdays. No doubt. So uh, let's see. The past few interviews have been from the likes of one Lord Finesse. Yeah, we did that. Um, let's see. How about DJ Skiz? We did that. How about uh, Soundsy? Uh, we did that one. Uh, who, who else have we had on here lately? Uh, Makes, Bernadette uh, Price. Bernadette Price. Yeah. Wendy Day. Wendy Day. Yeah. yeah Wendy Day's been kind of popping up here, here yeah, and there yeah, lately, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. always interesting how. Uh, the older vi- interviews kind of rear their uh, rear their heads every once in a while. Yeah, we so, do real things. Absolutely. So, uh, that being said, every Tuesday and every Thursday morning, provided you know, Meeks and I's lives, you know, aren't you know uh, tossed over on their side Turned or upside. Down. Yeah, basically. <laughs> or, uh, or uh, you know, or our interviewee doesn't show up. You get a nice mix and a nice interview every Tuesday and Thursday. That's what's up. So, yeah. With that being said, Meeks, I'm gonna let you let you introduce uh, our, our our guest tonight. Being you kind of set this up and you have some ties regionally, yeah, to this man. So, yeah, man, yeah. I think uh, I think at one time we were label mates with oh, this that's brother. Right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about that. Shouts yeah. out to Domination Recordings, Day by Day Entertainment, no DJ Fisher, DJ Fisher. What up? You got it. Uh, I think this brother's got ties to the Monster Island Zars. Um, and he's prepping a new release for uh, some point uh, this year. Jay um, Villatron, right? Jay Villatron. Yeah. And we got we got some exclusives on that. Yeah, we got, can't, f- we got four crispy joints man, lined up. I can't wait to hear the whole shit. Yes, sir. Yo, ladies and gentlemen, tonight on Southern Vanguard Radio, we got the homie Ninth Scientist. Bo, 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 Peace. Bo, bo, bo. Yo, what's going on? It's you, man. Everything good? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's good. That's what's up, man. So what's going on with yeah, you, Knight? You you got you you've had a pretty bu- pretty busy uh twenty sixteen, it looks like, and you're getting ready to have a busier one. What's going on with you these days? I just been uh doing, you know, uh 
a lot of uh, collaborative joints with people um, from, you know, uh, right here in my area all the way over to, like, you know, the U.K., okay. over in London, uh, collabing. I did a collab with a Nomadic Poet recently. Oh, and, uh, ah, yeah. I'm work- and I'm uh, currently working on one with uh, a local group. It's a group of uh, females. They rhyme. They sing. It's called uh, Butterfly and the Code of the Voodoo Goddesses. I'm working with them. Okay. And um, I've just been doing a lot of different collaborative joints and um, trying to finish up my album. Like, I'm really, I'm almost done with Jay Villatron. It's just really like one joint left to do. Okay. And that's a joint with me and Killer Priest, and then Ooh. it's a rap. Yo, you got uh, you got bars on there for Eddie Meeks. You got uh, you got space. Nah, I'm bullshit. <laughs> 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 I mean, we could work something out. I not, mean, not let to me, put you on the spot. Yeah, I mean, we, we, could, we could we could we could definitely work something <laughs> out. Like, I mean, I, we could do a joint. It might not show up on Jay Village Farm, yeah. but it show up on yeah, like yeah, yeah. one of the other releases. Yeah, <laughs> and, and vice versa, man, because we, we getting ready to get off into this Dochino project, man. So I throw something your way. You throw something my way, man. Let's do some work, man. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, you close to my hometown. You you uh you represent Little Rock, correct? Yeah, uh-huh. Okay. You pretty much... um. Holding uh, the scene down out there, you you got you got Lil Rock on your back. What's uh, what's what's the hip hop scene like in Lil Rock, Arkansas? It's very diverse. Uh, you have a, a crew of people that are true to doing a, a more organic style of hip hop, but the type that I do really, I'm the only person doing that out here, and and. It's mostly like trap music. You uh, know what I'm saying? I can a see lot, that. A lot of people doing trap music. Yeah. You know, and, um, you know, there's some cats out here with uh, bigger followings than myself, but like those are guys doing the trap music. Okay. But, you know, I have a, I have a, I have a following out here and okay. those are the loyal people that's been supporting me like since the, like the mid nineties, you know what I'm saying? That's what's come up. to my shows and they support me, okay. you know? So, you know, um, that's pretty much how it is. It's kind of diverse. They actually have one person that's like nationally known right now. Um, she uh, works with Childish Gambino. Her name is uh, Kyrie Foe, and she works with Childish Gambino. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Yeah, producer. Yeah. He's from Los. Yeah, he's from Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know she's making a lot of noise. You know she has a. She's making a lot of noise right now. That's what's up. Oh, I'm getting them confused. Yeah. I'm getting childish major and childish Gambino confused. Yeah, childish, uh, childish Gambino is He's a rapper. He's an actor. Yeah, and an actor. An actor. Too, right? yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. All right, yeah, gotcha. Definitely. Gotcha. Cool, cool. Yeah. Right. yeah. So, 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 Ninth, can you, can you tell us a little bit about your history, man? Like, I mean, obviously, you know, we, we talked about you being from Little Rock. I mean, you, you're a I, – I did a little homework before, um, you know, as we always do before these interview sessions. And, you know, I, I saw some uh, I saw some information that said, you know, you, you go as far back as 91, you know, uh, kind of yep. you know doing this rhyming thing. Could you tell us a little bit about how you started out in this hip hop shit? Man, I started out just like listening to the music, you know what I'm saying? Like in the 80s when I was in high school, I'm listening to the music and, you know, um, I was just inspired by, you know, uh, Juan DMC, Beastie Boys, 
you know, um, Africa Bambada, Planet Rock, you know, just coming up listening to hip hop. And so uh, I would say like towards my senior year in high school, that's when I really started formulating my rhymes, you know, but I hadn't started recording yet. You know, that was like 89. And so then like when I came out of high school in 90, like I started like uh, recording when I went to uh, college. You know, and um, that's when I started recording. Like, what school did you attend? Like ninety, ninety-one. What school did you attend? I attended uh, Philander Smith College here in Little Rock. Okay. Yeah, and uh-huh. so you know, around this time, you know, uh, I'm running into like people that have come to the school from different places, like Chicago, New York. You know, and some people, you know, they have. Uh, Islamic backgrounds, you know, some of them were five percenters and stuff like that. So, you know, that's how I got exposed to knowledge, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like that way. And so then I just started like building from there, like just recording like 91, 92, 93, 94, 95, because I got recordings that go all the way back to to that time period, you know, but nobody's really heard those recordings except the people that are close to me, because like my cousin, he has a studio and he has all those earlier recordings. Okay. What for yeah. what format are they on? <laughs> yeah. Uh they are on um <laughs> two inch. Uh ADAT. ADAT. Oh, ADAT. All yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Yep. <laughs> so Knight, did you always have um did you your background, I guess, kind of musically, like was your family big into music? Did you have a a brother or sister that influenced you a lot or um, maybe your parents or something like that. Actually, uh, my grandfather's sister, she was a music teacher and I used to go over to her house next door and she had a, a grand piano that I used to go over there and I used to play around on the, on the grand piano. And then on my mother's side of the family, we have, uh, she has like cousins. I have a cousin and I, He's a blues uh, singer. He like uh, travels around like singing in the casinos. So you know, oh. and then um, you know um, my family on my mother's side, you know, they like deep into the choir, you know, what I'm saying in the church and stuff like that. So like when I was coming up, you know, like in church, they forced me to sing in the choir. So you know, mm. I definitely right. have like a musical background. Okay, gotcha. Cool, cool. All right, yeah. so, so you you got it honestly. You didn't you didn't have a chance, did you? <laughs> nah, I didn't. Even, I really didn't have a choice, you know. What right, I mean? exactly. They right. made me sing in the choir. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Um, when you when you think back on those times of singing in the choir, what denomination we talking about? We talking about Baptist? We talking about uh, AME? Uh, what? Um, Baptist and Baptist. Methodist? Because my mother was a Baptist. My father was a Methodist, so I used to go to both churches. Okay. So thinking back on those times and, and where you are now uh, spiritually, um, mm-hmm. uh, what what's um, – because cause I, I see – I check up on you quite often, man, and, and, and you wear your, your – your, you wear your spirituality out in the open. Like you don't buck none of that you 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 out in front with it and everything and i see that and i respect you for that like thinking back on those times and where you are now um do you uh do you find yourself um 
regretting your your earlier uh years as far as spirituality is concerned or are you just uh, is it something that you evolved into to where you are now spiritually it's uh definitely evolution uh-huh um you know when i was young i was made to go to church and stuff like that but my mother she always gave me the choice of free will so like how most people have to get baptized at a certain age. Mm-hmm. Like <clears throat> I didn't even have to get baptized, you know, cause they didn't force me to. So by the time I hit like, uh, 17, 18, I'm uh, leaving out of high school, going to uh, college, you know, that's when I met like, uh, the Muslims. I met like the Sunni Muslims. I met like the Ansars and the five percenters. And so then like, I started like studying all that, you know, and then, um, I'm trying to think when it was 1991. I took my Shahada. And then that's like, once I took that Shahada, it like opened the gates and then knowledge just, you know, gradually started pouring in on me and, you know, and it led to where I am today. You know, but it was a gradual thing. Like we're talking like 25 years, you know, over the course of 25 years to where you are now. That's, that's pretty awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is twenty five year journey, and it's it's not it's not no, it's not nothing that you take lightly either. Correct? Nah, it's nothing I take lightly. I mean, that's what I'm about. Yeah, you know. Um, and and mm-hmm. is your would you say that your your diet? Because I I see you um um dabbling with some recipes here and there. Would you say your your diet is a direct reflection of that? Uh, yes, it is indeed. Okay. I would say so. All right. Mm-hmm. So you and my sister Star just, have some pretty good conversations, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I have in the past, uh, not more recently, but yeah, we have in the past. Okay. When I lived in Atlanta, she used to come over to. Uh, I don't know if you know Taj Anwar. Oh yeah, absolutely. I know Doc quite well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that used to be my roommate when I lived in Atlanta. So you know, she would oh, come over. Oh shit! When, when was, was you in yeah, Atlanta? Yeah, I didn't even know you lived in Atlanta. When did you live in Atlanta? <laughs> I lived in Atlanta uh, back in two thousand and eight. I was living out what? in Atlanta. It was on. It was on the low low. Like it was downtime uh, from domination because like electron magnetic had been out for like a year, uh-huh. and then um, it was it was just like some downtime like. I started recording some new material and then I just like bounced out to Atlanta for a little bit and was out there. You know, for how long? And I didn't tell too many people too, for, too many people I was out there. For how long, night? It was just a few months I stayed. You okay. Know, really it was like over the summer and okay. um and then I stayed like the whole summer and I went back during the fall, back oh. to Little Rock, you know what I'm saying? Okay, and then gotcha. that's when um I recorded uh um, I started like gradually like recording like True Kings of Boom. And okay. then I came back and I can't I recorded True Kings of Boom. That's what's up. I had no yeah, idea. I would I would be out like at little five points every day just chilling. And that's like crazy. you know, I wouldn't even tell people that <laughs> you know, if I was talking to somebody, I wouldn't tell them I wouldn't introduce myself as nice science. Right. You know. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, that's what's up. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then finally one day I did and this guy didn't believe me, you know what I'm saying? I I welded off some of the rhymes from the album, and he was like, "Oh, okay." You know? <laughs> That's what's up. 
cool, yeah. cool, cool. That's dope. No, you never know who you're talking to, man. Yo, not to get not to get stuck on 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 religion and spirituality, man. But when you hear pundits like Trump and his cronies speaking about you know Muslims the way that they talk in in today's climate, uh, how does that how does it affect how you move um, in your day to day status, man? Or does it affect you at all? I just ignore it. I mean, because much of the stuff that Donald Trump says is a violation of the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. Okay. And explain so, that. You know, Ex- I really don't pay him any mind because he's not even abiding by the Constitution. Explain and that, so, Knight. Uh, what, what, what do you What do you mean? Explain that. People have the right to religious freedom, right? And you can't you can't say stuff like, "Hey, I'm gonna not." If I become the president, then I'm not going to let any Muslims come into the country. We're going to just right. stop all Muslims, you know, from coming into the country. You can't make those type of comments because right. you're in d- direct violation of the Constitution. Right. You know. So stuff like that, you know. Yeah, Hillary, I don't even care too much for her. Like, I don't know. This whole election stuff is just don't seem good to me. It just seems really bad. Yeah, it's it's all bad. The energy is extremely, extremely um toxic. It's it's all bad. You you are you are right and exact on that. It's all bad. Um I don't think any of us know <laughs> what we are in store for. Uh it's gonna be interesting. It's definitely gonna be interesting, man. But uh I know definitely getting ready for this interview with you. I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask you about those things. So definitely, yeah, 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 that was good stuff. So ninth, how, how did quite um, naturally the? Oh, I was just going to say this, and, and then you can go on. Quite naturally, the better uh, pick would be Bernie Sanders, but you know he's he's just not that popular, and so I don't see him as you know winning or anything like that. But between Hillary and Donald Trump, oh my God, man. <laughs> Yeah, I know it's wild. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think they're they're trying to. I think they're trying to set up uh, Bernie being the VP. Um, they kind of started that rambling that that kind of rumor mill ish uh, stuff this weekend. I noticed, so I think uh, we're going to start seeing more of that. I, I wouldn't be surprised actually if she picked him up as VP. Now I think he'd do it too. Yeah, I mean that that hasn't been any talk of that, so that's probably yeah, all she's got blurb. in her back pocket right now. I think if she brought him on as VP, I think they'd have it locked. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a safe assumption, I believe. Anywho, so yeah. so ninth, how did um how did uh how did your uh, I guess uh, growth from a from a I guess uh, religious and spiritual perspective in the early nineties influence your music. I mean, obviously I'm, I'm sure from, you know, the, the name you took on and, and the groups that you were a part of, but did, um, did it change anything that you did musically or was it, was that kind of more of a natural progression as well? Uh, what I was studying, it was just a natural progression and like, um, what I'm, what I was studying, and um, it worked its way into like what I say, you know. Um, 
I'll say this. Um, from Illatron Magnetic, True Kings of Boom, Illatron Archives, and Neb King Code, those records, um, you'll hear a lot of references uh, right. about Nuwapo and stuff like that. Right. But I'm going to say with this new record, I don't really follow um, Dr. York's teachings anymore. Okay. And, you know, I'm in... I'm a member of a West African Sufi order. It's pretty large. It's called the Muradiyya, also known as the Murid, founded by Sheikh Amadou Bamba um, from Tuba, Senegal. And so that's pretty much where I'm at with the spirituality at this point in my journey. Okay. And so you'll hear less references of those things that I talked about in the past. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. And I'm sprinkling like some of the Sufi, um, the Sufi wisdom is in there. You know, if you're familiar with it, you'll catch it. If you're not familiar with it, you won't catch it. Yeah, right. that's what but, I was saying. You, know, you you wear you wear your your walk your daily walk on your sleeve, man, and 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 on all levels, man. And I really appreciate and respect you for that. Um, you brought up Doctor York and and the the Nuwabu teachings. Is that uh is that how your um affiliation with Lil Sai comes into play? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how it comes into play because uh, I was on Tamaray and um, it was like 2000. Okay. And um, I met him in 2000 on the land. Yeah. That's how uh, my affiliation started with uh, Lil Sa, you know. And um, yeah, so that's how that started. Okay. Um, yeah. And um, and you guys are still working on some yeah. stuff, right, Knight? And didn't he do some production? Yeah, he's on. on he, He's on Jay Villatron. Um, That's what's up. He didn't do any production. He didn't do any production on this record, but I have a um, record I released uh, at the beginning of the uh, winter. It's a digital record only right now, and it's called uh, Lost Sessions of Illatron. And if you listen to that record on my Bandcamp page, you'll see uh, you'll uh, hear quite a few joints um, that I did with Lil Sai because he produced a lot of joints on that record. That's yeah, what's called Lost Sessions of Illatron. Yeah, oh. we uh, we inter- we interviewed uh, we interviewed John just a couple weeks ago. Actually, yeah. that was the one I couldn't think of. That yeah, we, uh... yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not too long ago. Yeah, definitely. size the homie. Yeah, what's the um? I, I know you don't deal with those teachings anymore, but uh, uh, after after Doctor York kind of fell from grace, you you really didn't hear too much. Do you know what the latest what his status is, or that's not any of, of your concern? I mean, it's still the same. I mean, it hasn't changed. I mean, he's still in Florence. He's still serving that 135-year sentence. I mean, it hasn't changed wow. much, you know. Wow. It hasn't. It's, it's, it's still the same. So, you know, I just looked at the situation, and I just started uh, moving on, you know, gotcha. continuing on, kept it moving. Gotcha. You know? Gotcha. And, uh, and, that's that, and that's that. But the name Ninth Scientist, uh, I'll say this. Ninth scientists, it did stem from when I was uh, studying with them, but then I came upon some teachings. It was by this man named Afro Unu, and Afro Unu, he had a set of teachings called Nupu, and actually, like, that name Ninth scientists, I derive it from when he talks about Nine Ether being Nupu, uh-huh. you know, because Nupu was cosmic uh, sound white reason, and so that's where Ninth scientist is derived from that name, you know, because it's the 
it's a mental precept. You know what I'm saying? It's a it's a pattern of thinking. You, you get what I'm saying? Absolutely. <clears throat> it's not a, it's not a religion, you know. But um, I will say this uh, about York. York knew about Afro Unu, and Afro Unu did not have a, a large following because Afro Unu lived in Brooklyn, and so um, he had his teachings. And so what he did was he intertwined Afro Unu's teachings with what he was doing, but he changed the name somewhat. He didn't call it Nupu. He called it Nuwapu. Now he's coming back around and he's changed the the, uh, the word. Now he's trying to use the word Nupu. Uh, but Afro Unu was already using that. Got you. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And Afro Unu, he's no longer alive anymore. He's deceased. Oh, wow. He passed in like 2011. Okay. You mm. know? But um, he wrote like you know books on the science of Nupu and Zupu because Zupu was six ether and Nupu was nine ether. Gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. Real interesting. You over there enlightened, ain't you, homie? Yeah, I see you. I see you. I see you taking it all in. I'm trying man. to catch up. Yeah. I'm way behind. Yeah. Admittedly. Just breathe. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yo, real quick, man. Um. I I I want to go go into your domination recording days, man, because uh, I I want to say that I could go in my my vault right now and pull out a flyer to whereas you had yeah. one side and um and and maybe prophetics had the other side or maybe uh after maybe Eddie I'll Meeks hey, maybe yeah, it was uh the after this I holler was the other side of that flyer if I'm not mistaken. Um, how did you get in 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 touch with uh with DJ over Domination Rec? Oh uh, man, let me tell you about the story. Um, Hill Chemist, he's on that song on Electron Magnetic Versus, <clears throat> and um, he went to Memphis and uh one weekend to do a show, mm-hmm. and so uh, he had what I what I did was I had already recorded most to Electron Magnetic. But I had a, a version called Illatron Bootlegs, and it was some CDs I had made up, and it had like a few of the songs on the CD. So what he did was he went to Memphis to a show. Mm-hmm. And so when he showed up at the show, like Infinito was there. And so um, he gave Infinito one of the CDs. Mm-hmm. And so when he gave Infinito the CD, you know what I'm saying, Infinito was already on Domination. Right. And so, and... um. A CD. He took CD and he, listened, he listened to it, and then he Googled <laughs> my name on the internet, and I had a video up in, uh, it was like 2004, it was called The Ninth Episode, and um, he um, saw, he watched the video, and so then um, he emailed me, and he called me, and he asked, you know, we just started talking from there, and he, you know, he asked me how much of that record um, did I have done, and I said like, by 85 to 90% of it's done. Okay. And so uh, he hollered at Fisher for me. Okay. And then Fisher hollered at me. And then Fisher asked me, uh, could I send him what I had so far? Uh-huh. And so I sent over what I had so far to Fisher, and Fisher checked it out. And then next thing you know, Fisher was like, yo, he wanted to uh, he wanted to sign me for Illatron Magnetic. And that's just how it happened. You know, it happened like that. It really happened like through Ill Chemist and then Infinito. Okay, that's what's up. Yo, mm-hmm. was that was that not the easiest deal you ever <laughs> brokered in your life? I just I just miss those days and times of, of working with 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 DJ 
and getting stuff out and putting projects together and stuff like that. It was just a great time for for us personally for our yeah, creativity yeah, because all we it, it was it was a no brainer. All we had to do was do the music, and if he was if he was fucking with it, we could hit him off with it. And the next thing you know, we got a release date. I just I just mm-hmm. I just really missed all those you, times. All you man. had to do was just like record the music, get the project done. Yep. And turn it in to DJ. Yeah. And then if you get it, if you if you turn it in within the allotted time, then he's gonna give you a slot. He's gonna say, Well, it's gonna come out spring, summer, right. fall. Right. And you never you had you never had no no bad blood or no beef with DJ, right? Nah, nah. Yeah. He never no 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 uh no beef with, with Fisher. Yeah. At all. That was the that was the easiest yeah. shit ever, man. I, I missed that. Now yeah, that you got a time. you got to pull teeth and I think they I think they pulled A and R's out of the closet again here lately, man. I don't know, man. <laughs> this shit is just all backwards right now. <laughs> I definitely I definitely missed the domination wreck days for sure. Uh, that was a good but time. But you um you mm-hmm. mentioned you mentioned some names, Infinito twenty seventeen. Uh, I remember a brother, Mr. Scourge, uh, speaking of Memphis. Um, did you ever cross paths with Scourge? Yeah, I met Mr. Scourge uh, a few times mm-hmm. when I went out there to Memphis to uh, do shows. Okay. You know, because he, he, he's, he's still out there. Okay. You know, I, I really don't know what he's been doing musically lately, but, you know, he's still out in Memphis. That's what's up. And do you uh, <clears throat> do you hit Memphis up quite a bit with you being so close? I have I went I've been out there but I hadn't I hadn't went out to Memphis to do a show in quite some time. Okay. But um I'm planning on trying to get out there this summer and do you know, do uh, you know, a show or two. That's what's up. That's what's up. I know about a festival jumping off next month that I, I got invited to. I'm a I'm gonna shoot that information to you, man. Maybe we can meet up out there or something. I'm thinking about going. Okay, man. Yeah. No doubt. Definitely. Yeah, you know, I spent about I think there were there was a time when I was uh when I was on my southeast digging uh kind of mission and I guess towards the end of my college years and post college years, I spent probably I don't know, four or five weekends in Little Rock. Ninth you ever heard of a uh of a of an old label there called True Soul? Run by I know you gonna say that. Yeah, I know I I know uh about True Soul, I recorded in a studio. How so? When? Lee- I recorded in True Soul recording studio in 1991. No way, Lee Anthony. Yeah, I know him. I know his sons. I know them well. No way. Like his sons, uh, his sons own a venue. It's called Aphrodisia, and okay. I perform at Aphrodisia to this day. I do a lot of my shows at Aphrodisia, uh-huh. and um, it's a, and it's a lot of bands that uh rehearse at Aphrodisia. So, Meek, so you've heard me tell this story a number of times in different cities, but uh, you know, there was about a three or four, maybe yeah, probably a three or four year stint where it was myself and Egon, and God knows who else was you know in the you know in in, in the back seat when we were you know. Rolling around the southeast trying to find records. I've seen pictures and everything, <laughs> and uh, I've, I, I could pull out a bunch of a bunch yeah. of pictures from Little Rock actually. But this was an especially uh, special one because um, he actually ended up releasing. Actually, you know what? 
Oh, wow. Here's one of them right here. The True Soul. Yep, yeah, True the, Soul. Yep, yeah, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Yep, yeah. Deep Sound from the Left of Stacks. So we actually, I don't know how we ended up here, but it ended up, and Ninth has been so long, I can't remember what street or where I would have been, but I know that it was right around the corner from where the old True Soul record shop was. And there was this, so so, so we roll into town, you know, me and, and, and E and two um two other two other like record guys from memphis roll into town and go into this soul food joint and we're like we're looking for we're looking for lee anthony and everybody is looking at us like we're fucking crazy (laughs) y'all probably were uh, right there on uh mlk yes they used to call it high street yes and there was a restaurant right across the street called yancey there you go that's it yancey Yancey's is on the corner, and Soul Brothers Records is right across the street. There the you go. That's it. So, so somehow, yeah. and I don't, I, I don't remember the whole story. I'm kind of butchering the story, but somehow, somebody called Lee. Um, when we Anthony's house is right around the corner. Exactly. From, from exactly. Records. Exactly. It was right, right around the corner. So somehow, someone called Lee or said, "Hey, you know, th- these guys are looking for you," and um, we actually went to Mr. Anthony's house. Uh, one mm-hmm. of the one of the nicest men in the entire world. I think I think DJ Swift helped y'all uh, took y'all over there. Oh, did he? You know I, DJ Swift? No, I don't know him. He might. Yeah, because he had told he told me he had taken y'all to Mr. Anthony. Oh, he did. Okay, maybe he did. Uh, yeah. But anyway, just <coughs> super super nice guy. Actually, let us into his house. He showed us. So, Meeks, this this drawing right here, uh-huh. like that drawing was hanging in there. Uh, as soon as you walked into Mister Anthony's house, it was uh-huh. like hanging up, like to the left. Okay. And man, we we he took us to the record store, and man, it was just it was just so just such a crazy time. And his story is crazy as well, right? I mean, his story is at ninth. I'm sure you know it. You know what from you know. Him unfortunately be you know being robbed and shot and you know s- somehow yeah I you remember know, when that happened it was a it was a crazy time but man we we had a really great time in Little Rock man and that, that he he was a great guy and I, I had a I have some fond memories of of, of Little Rock from the from the late nineties and early two thousands it was a good time and great so. great music man too the True Soul all those all there's two compilations out now on um on East record label on now again if you can still get it you should go cop it so. So you, so you, how how did you do you remember um do you remember first meeting them ninth or how, how you got connected with those guys was it just being in the scene or I mean just growing up in the community everyone knew right. about Soul Brothers records right 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 and so we just would go there and buy our records you know and um then you know when I started uh, delving into hip hop you know there were a few studios around like home studios. And so um, his place is one of the places I would go to record like my demos, right? You know, because I actually I actually recorded in the back of Soul Brothers ah, Records, that's where he ran yeah. through Soul Recordings out of Soul <laughs> Brothers Records, and that's um, dope. he has some earlier demo recordings that I did there. That's dope. And what was mm-hmm. the what was the yeah. format for them joints? Is is that are those your ADAT sessions, or this is before the ADAT sessions? Um. I was doing ADAS back then, but uh, how did he record it? I think he recorded that real to real, like two inch tape yeah. or something, quarter inch. Yeah, wow. yeah, uh huh. Yeah. Man, well, 
Yeah, when when, when we went there, oh. Migs, they still had the he still had the old reverb units. I mean, they still had a lot of shit like set up there, man. That's I, crazy. I, I got to pull those pictures out. That's crazy. Great story, man. That's Great guy. Dope. That's ill. Ninth, what's your um, what's your affiliation with uh, Monster Island Zars? It's just uh, really like I met MF Grimm, and uh, you know Grimm had already heard of me, like from uh, when I was on Domination, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, <clears throat> Grimm just you know he liked what I was doing, you know, as far as the music, and so uh, you know he was really impressed when he heard Electron Magnetic, okay. and um, just me coming out of the South with a, a sound like that because you know. Back when I started doing music, there was no, like, down south sound yet. And then by the time, like, Outkast came out, like, I was well cemented in the sound that I already had. So I didn't depart from the sound I had. I stayed with it. Right. You know, it's just, I sound, I had the sound I had, but I was in the south. And so basically, like, when Grimm heard it, you know, he just, uh, you know, he inducted me as an honorary member. Okay. Monster Island's ours. All right. I'm... I'm not on I'm not on Escape to Monster Isle or anything like that. But um they were supposed to do like a second record. It's called Return to Monster Isle mm-hmm. and um King uh King Boom, also known as Deontay Boom, like they got him, he was gonna do some of the beats. I know like X Ray was gonna do some of the beats, but in the end, <clears throat> you know, they just really couldn't come to an agreement, yeah. you know, on like uh you know, doing a new record, you know, because, like, you had pre-existing beasts long before I got there. Yeah, you I know, heard so. um, I heard some stories, like, um, you know, live performance uh, meltdowns and, and, and things like that, and I was just wondering if you were affiliated to the point where you experienced some of that, but you were just honorary member, right? Yeah, I'm just an honorary member of MIT. Okay. <clears throat> you know, because when you look on Wikipedia, they have my name as being a member, but they it's basically like when you look at the catalog, like my releases are re- included in the catalog okay. of solo releases. Like they count like Illatron Magnetic is like an official solo release. Uh-huh. But then like they consider like True Kings of Boom like as a bootleg release. I don't know why. I think that was the people that was writing the article because, you know, they really don't know story you know what i'm saying right but, yeah that's how it came about you know it came about through mf Graham when i met him okay you know um, i signed to like uh day by day because i signed to day by day in um 2009 okay <clears throat> damn right so we've been stint with domination we've been label mates for for a couple of different <laughs> times and that's crazy that's crazy yeah yeah um and i tell you the funny thing was, what's up this, this the funny thing when I was shopping Illatron Magnetic, like Rhyme Sayers had it, Day by Day had it. Like back in like 2005, they had it. But like the A&R over at uh, Day by Day at the time, I don't know who he was, but he didn't, he chose not to pick the record up. And then like in 2009, I ended up on Day by Day. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. And I, I didn't even know nothing about an A and R over day by day because we was just dealing with we was just dealing with DJ, yeah, yeah. DJ and and Grim for a little bit, you know. 
Um, but yeah, I don't know that's, who the guy was, but yeah, that's interesting. I don't know either. That's crazy because I I never knew of them having like an official A and R. It might have been they DJ A and R because I it might have been them, DJ's uh, mom. The music. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been Miss K, <laughs> but but I but, remember DJ's mom. Yeah. I used to talk to her all the time. Ah, the she was she was a beautiful lady, uh, man. nicest Definitely. lady in the world, man. man. Absolutely, yep. yeah, yeah, Absolutely. man. So, Yo, you, did let, you ever hear back from Rhyme Sayers on that ninth or no? Nah, like uh, no? I went on the road and then I ran into like a uh, slug and and then I ran into like a uh, Sadiq Nim. When I went to Scribble Jam, gotcha. And, uh, Scribble. And I, went, and I ran into them, you know, and saw them in person. But you know, nothing ever came out of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, gotcha. You know, I don't know. It's weird because like everybody know about me, but like I never, nobody ever gave me opportunities to be on any of those other labels. Well, Rhyme I mean, says they know about me at Stone's Throw. They know about me at Rhyme Sayers. Yeah. I mean, they know. You know. Well, it seemed, it seemed it's to me, all good, you know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, it's no, no thing. Yeah, it seemed to me that Rhyme Sayers pretty much dealt with their own, though. You know what I'm saying? That Rhyme Sayers is out of what? Um, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. So Minneapolis. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the majority of the artists on that label were yeah, like a based. Mid, like a Midwest thing. A Midwest thing? Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right, got you. So. Got you. Yeah. Yo, speaking of... Um, you know, how Grimm felt about your sound with you coming out of the South. And I think he, I think he kind of gravitated toward us for the same reason. Um, just because, you know, we down here in Atlanta making the music that we make. And I'm from Memphis, Tennessee. And uh, like you said, the South never really had a sound until, you know, Outkast and, and groups like that, um, you know, hit the map. Um do you still get that from a lot of people? Like with you um, having the sound that you have coming out of Little Rock and everything like that, are people just amazed that that's the type of music you make? Yeah, they are because uh, I was on um, I was on Digital Dynasty uh, thirty seven last summer. Uh, religion mixtape. It was the one that was dedicated to Sean Price. Okay. And, oh yeah. Who sang? Yeah, okay. Yeah, and yeah. so, uh, and so, you know, uh, DJ um, um, advocate. He never heard of me before. <clears throat> and so, you know, I, you know, I ran across him on Twitter, and so that's how I got ended up on it. But um, you know, when I sent my joint in, he was just like, "Whoa!" You know what I'm saying? Because he couldn't mm. believe I was from Little Rock. Yeah. You know. Yeah, so yeah. like after that, they wanted to interview me. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, he was like, man, you know, he's like, you sound like you from Brooklyn. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, you know, I was like, nah, I'm from Little Rock, you know? Okay. Yeah, so, to this day, yeah, nobody just, nobody believes I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, man. I, <laughs> I, I pull my license out more times than I need to <laughs> to assure people that I was born and raised in Memphis. I caught the hip-hop bug in Memphis, and... I the the reason why I, I rhyme like I do and and everything is the way that I came into falling in love with hip hop when I lived in Memphis growing up in Memphis and it was it was really East Coast based for me you know um, there was a Hold time down. there was a time in high school when I I distinctly remember um, the West Coast 
coming into Memphis, you know, artists like Too Short. I remember when the mm-hmm. NWA records dropped and all of that. But it was like by that time it was it was too late. I was already Big Daddy Kane, Boogie Down Productions, Bismarcky, and all of that. That was that was uh, that was my foundation. So like you, I no never doubt. I never strayed away from that. But to this day, man, I tell people I'm from Memphis. They're like, there's no way. <laughs> You you could possibly, <laughs> and then you know, with John Doe being from Glasgow, Kentucky, <laughs> and you know the way he makes beats and and how ill he is on the tables, it's just like <laughs> these dudes are lying, man. There's Sneak no way. Tech. There's no way these dudes are, are southern gentlemen like that doing what we do. I mean, and let's look at Count Base D. Count Base Count D ba- from the south. You know, hey. That's yeah, it's it's so it's so many of us and it's just like, you know, I, I don't I don't know why that's such a such a hard pill to swallow, man. I don't yeah, get I it. <laughs> I, I don't know. get that shit. It that's it. It's, it's weird. It kills me. But I love it, man, because you they just don't know like until you open your mouth or yeah. to until they yeah. put that record on, they just don't know right. what to expect. So it's 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 kind of a, a gift and a curse, I believe. Indeed. I mean I can I can name a ton of artists, you know, I can name off from the South. I mean, David Banner. I mean, mm-hmm. I used to, I, I done performed with David Banner in the early days, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. David Banner, um, there's a group in Dallas, uh, um, um, what's the name of that group? I'm trying to think. I can't think of the name of the group right now. But, uh, Fifth Dimension. And then, um, I mean, it's just so many people. Like, uh, you have like in in Memphis, you have IMC. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know IMC, um, Mr. Scourge. Yeah. You know, even Star, she's from Memphis. You know, that's right. I mean, most people think she's from Atlanta, but she's really from Memphis. That's right. That's right. You know, so I mean, I could just go on and on with it. You know, like uh, there's another group that was from Arkansas called Superiority Complex, and um. They were like a real dope uh, boom bap uh, group because I I came up doing shows with them, you know. I mean, it, it's, it's it's too many. I could I could go way back into the nineties, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. There was one. It was this cat here in the nineties. Uh, they call him Black Abyss now, but his name was Top Cat, and um. He was dope, you know what I'm saying? Because he used to work with Carlos Brody. You remember Carlos Brody? Uh, I, I, uh, I grew up. Uh, yeah, Carlos lived down the street from me, man. I did yeah. some of my first demos uh, at his house on a Tascam four track. And wow, with, yeah, between between every joint, he would have to rub the whole shit down with like uh, <laughs> rubbing alcohol. Rubbing alcohol. <laughs> but he used um, he used golden grain. Um, <laughs> What was that shit like? A hundred and eighty proof <laughs> yeah. grain alcohol. He used to between. I'm serious. What? No bullshit. Between every song, he would rub the heads with that golden grain alcohol, and we pop a fresh tape in, and we do another joint. Wow. Yeah, Brody. See, Brody was my That's man. Hell. See, Brody was my man. He 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 turned me on to a whole lot of shit. I I I learned like. A whole lot of stuff as in regards to sampling and and digging for records right. and and finding the breaks, the original breaks to all the joints we was we was in love with back in the day from like the the Dougie Fresh and the Get Fresh crew. Um, I I just I learned a lot 
that summer. And it was just like one summer that we spent, like I was at his crib every day. Like I walked to his house every day. Damn, I didn't know it was like that. Yeah, it was like that, man. It Damn. was crazy. See, Brody was the man <laughs> in the neighborhood for sure. Yeah, that's yeah, that's uh, that's I it. Met Brody, he had, uh, he was already doing the uh, the records for Wu Tang. Yeah, uh, you know for Waekwon and them. Yeah, because I remember uh, I went to go meet him in Memphis, and I'm sitting there because I, I actually went to his house mm-hmm. to meet him. The same place you're talking about. Yeah, I'm there at the house, and um. While I'm sitting there talking to him, like, like, uh, tragedy call, like, mm-hmm. core mega call, oh, like, shit. all these yeah. people calling on the phone. I was like, bugging out. Yeah, man. And, <laughs> and, and then you, when, when you bring up somebody like that, it's, it, that's, that's something that also baffles me. It's like, like, so why are y'all tripping? Cause I'm from Memphis, or, uh, or because right. Ninth is from Little Rock when you got people like Carlos Brody that's, that's done joints. Yeah, people just don't know, man. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think he's he's definitely still getting getting residuals off of Cherchee Lagos. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, a huge record. You know what I'm saying? Like, and this dude was from Whitehaven, Memphis, yes, Tennessee. Sir. Yes, sir. I love it. <laughs> Straight off Tulane. Shout Absolutely. out to my hood. <laughs> no yeah. doubt, we got yeah. that. We got that. <laughs> Well, yo, man, like, uh, like we said earlier, your your, your stuff is dropping this year, and um, and 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 uh, you got some big things popping. Definitely, uh, we've been keeping track. I know I have. I like the videos. Uh, I like yeah. all the music I've heard. Um, but I'm wondering if 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 changes on the horizon for you because you recently got married, correct? Yeah, yeah. I recently got married. I got okay. married like February. So you're gonna have to. Uh, pull back on the music for a minute. <laughs> I don't plan on pulling back. I mean, uh, <laughs> he had to pause for a second. He's like, yeah, yeah. Let's see here. The wife is going to hear this. I don't put him on the spot. So right? how do I answer this? <laughs> how, how is married life treating you, man? Oh, it's treating me good. Good, good. You know? That's what's up. I mean, my wife, you know, she's not like the the hugest uh, hip hop fan, but you know, okay. I mean, she don't. So far, she has not expressed any issue with me doing music. So, okay, you know, <laughs> well, let's hope it stays yeah. like that, bro, for sure. <laughs> so, so ninth, what what can we expect from the uh, from the new project, man? I, I think what the, the the four joints you sent me are from Jay Villatron, right? Or no? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, from Jay Okay, cool. So, so what, 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 what can we expect from the release? And um, when's it dropping? Where, where can they? Where, where can folks go cop it, etc. Um, basically, um, I'm trying to bring it out in September, sometime around the 9th, 18th, or the 27th. We'll see if it works out. You know, um. Cause the artwork is not complete yet, and we're not finished like with the final versions of the mix downs and all that. So, <clears throat> you know, we're trying to get all that done. And then um, I got one last track with Killer Priest, and so like I recorded like I started Jay Villatron initially like in 2011 or 12, but I kind of fizzled out because my mother had passed away and then my father. And so wow. 
once mm-hmm. that happened, like I had stopped recording and then I moved to Pine Bluff, Arkansas. And then when I moved to Pine Bluff, Arkansas, um, I picked back up and started recording again. Because I'll tell you like this, Jay Villatron was actually supposed to be a record done between myself and King Boom. But King Boom had went to the military. And so when he went to the military, like I had to continue the record by myself. And so what I did was Jay Villatron was originally like Jacksonville, Arkansas, and Illatron, which is Ar- Little Rock, Arkansas, because Illatron is the name that I came up with for Little Rock. And mm-hmm. so, well, it was a combining of me and King Boom working on this project together. But once he went to the military, we weren't communicating too much. So I had to switch the name of the right, the name of the idea around a little bit. And then when I got to Pine Bluff, we started the second phase, okay. <clears throat> you know, because Jay Villatron, what it represents is jealous vendettas, Villatron. Gotcha. And that's what it represents. Gotcha. And not only does it represent the jealous vendettas, but the, the other side of it is talking about the upheaval that's going on right now in the world with the political climate, with, uh, you know, the, the shifting of the poles on the planet. All that stuff mm-hmm. is on Jay Villatron. Gotcha. Yeah, so all right. it's uh it's, it's it's I would say it's the upheaval record because like you gonna hear me like express myself like in a way that I have not expressed myself on my other records because I went through some pain like with losing both of my parents like Absolutely. back to back. Yeah. My right. mother passed August twenty third, twenty thirteen, and then my father he passed like July seventh, two thousand fourteen. Wow. Oh gosh, man. That's wow. a rough year, my man. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. And in that in that same period, I had like a close personal friend of mine. He passed away too. And so like I went through a, some 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 serious deaths and then like, you know, I wasn't really recording at that point. And then when I got down to Pine Bluff then me and Manny G, we picked it up and we just started. And like, I just like, just started recording like mad joints. Like just, uh, I was banging them out. Like it was crazy. Yeah, He, he was tripping like how yeah. I was just banging them out. Cause you know, I was banging them out and just haven't gone through all that. But that recording was like a healing process. You absolutely. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for yeah, sure, yeah, man. Yeah. 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 It was a healing process. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's going to be a dope record is, you know, um, I recorded like 24 joints in Pine Bluff, and I think I got like seven, eight, nine other joints that I recorded before that. But the earlier joints, they're not going to be on the record. Okay. Gotcha. Because well, they, the, the, the ones we did later sound different than those. Gotcha. I bet they do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Un- well uh, unfortunately, um, you know, pain and suffering create some uh incredible art it does. so um you know just be thankful you have an outlet like that ninth you know Hell yeah to help you get through something like that and you know also give the world you know something beautiful at the same time so no doubt so yeah um most of the joints are done by manny g um and then um i have uh jules polar he did like a couple of joints for me because um, Jules Polar, he's from like uh, Maryland. He did a couple of joints 
And then um, I have, like, one joint done by Kizza Beats. He lives uh, in Serbia. He did one joint for me. So, Serbia? Yeah, most of the production is handled handled by Manny G. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. Nice. So, so ninth, you, 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 don't, you don't have – I thought you had some production chops of yourself or no? You make beats or no? I started off uh, dibbling and dabbling with it, but um, we were doing that when um, we recorded Electron Magnetic. I was making beats. Oh, okay. Because oh. actually, it was it, it was me and um, Kid Stress. We were, used to work together in the production team. But um, gotcha. I kind of like fizzled out on it because like when I was working on that record, I had to balance like making beats and like rhyming mm. it's like for me it's a little bit too much yeah. yeah so like i just shifted my focus on just rhyming and not making beats but uh i'm gonna start making them again in leisure you know and uh you know just messing around with it because i you know i just have had an ear for those samples because like right. when you hear like the records like especially like on illustron magnetic like i dug in the crates for all those rec all those samples that you hear on the record you know, like, gotcha. that's not just me going to somebody and they just giving me some beats. Like, I went and bought those records. I was listening to them and everything. And then I would go to the studio and then we would sample them and uh, I would do the chops wow. and stuff. And then me and Kid Stress would work together and put them together in the lab together. Okay. Oh, that's dope. Time magnetic. That's dope. That's dope. All right, But cool. on the other records, like True Kings of Boom, that's all King Boom and um, DJ Prophet on that one and then like you know uh manny g on the neb king cold and um on the illatron archive i worked with a couple of cats i uh met out at a scribble jam on that one you know what i'm saying so you know it's just different situations for each record you know what i'm saying sure definitely what what's what's manny g's story uh ninth i'm gonna tell you i met manny g on MySpace. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Dope. And uh, it was funny because Illatron Magnetic just came out. And so when it came out, all kind of cats were hitting me up to do collabs and whatnot. And so he had sent me a message one day on um on the MySpace and he was like he was just telling me he liked the uh, Illatron Magnetic and you know and I was like, oh okay, you know, and so then, you know, he, he had uh mentioned, you know, that he did production or whatever. And, you know, first I was like, oh, okay. Because, you know, like, during this time, I had, like, a thousand dudes trying to give me beats, you know. Right. And so I was, I just kind of, like, I kind of really, like, blew him off. And so then, um, you know, he hit me up again, and he wanted to send me, like, a CD with some beats. And I said, go ahead, yeah, send it to me. And so uh, he sent me the CD, and um, I really liked the beats that were on there. And so that was the beginning of our uh relationship doing music now where's he from you know he is from uh he is from lagrange arkansas but uh he went to school at uapb university of arkansas at pine bluff okay gotcha that's, that's where he graduated from oh interesting wow all right so he, he is all he is all about the boom bout he's nasty i he uh, that that uh you said he did all the production on neb king cole yeah, he did all the production on that team code. Shit was banging. Yeah, man. Shit is tough, man. I Absolutely. appreciate it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that shit is tough, bro. <laughs> For sure. And he, he did these. Uh, so these four joints you sent me. Let's see here. Um, oh, let's see. We have Starman Plus. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's him. We have Good Nuh. <laughs> you talking about good nigga? Yes. <laughs> no. I am a I am a white man. You will never hear that word come out of my mouth. Hey, I appreciate the respect. Uh fast track. Oh, you talking about fast uh is it fast lane? I'm sorry, fast lane. It says fast track and fast lane in the in the track listing. Or in the song, the song, yeah, yeah. and then uh, and then give love. So so Manny did all four of those. Yeah, he did all four of those. All right, there you go. We we were listening to him before. Yeah, uh, man. Before uh, before we uh, before we kicked this interview off, and that's pretty Sounds much sharp. a good indication that the record is going to be something that, that that the people out there need to pick up, man. Absolutely, so definitely. We're gonna be we're gonna be playing the joints. Definitely gonna put a couple of joints in the in the mix for this week. So y'all get ready, definitely, man. All right. So ninth, uh, where, where can they go to buy some music? Bandcamp, iTunes, Title, Spotify. You can, uh... I'm not. I'm not with the title. I've been thinking about uh, okay. switching over to them. But um, you can go on um, my Bandcamp page. It's nightscientist9.bandcamp.com. Um, you can also go on iTunes. All my music is on iTunes, and um, you can also go to ughh.com, undergroundhiphop.com, and um, you can buy CDs from them. All right, <clears throat> so. All right. That's where you can get my music from. Dope. That's what's up. All right. So go out and support. All right, now, any last words for the for the for the people, man? Um just uh stay tuned, you know what I'm saying? Um for uh, what I got coming like, you know, two thousand sixteen, you know, got the Jay Villatron coming and um we're gonna actually like shoot one more video for the Neb King Cole record because uh, I was talking to Nova Kane Omega just over the weekend and um, we're going to shoot a video for that song called Nilla Wafers. And All so right. uh, right. just be tuned for Nilla, stay tuned for the Nilla Wafers video for the Neb King Cole record. All and right. then um, Jay Villatron is coming soon. Yeah, so right. Jay Villatron is going to be crazy. All right. I know it is. Yeah, sound like it. For All sure, right. man. So ninth, hold tight, man. We're gonna wrap this up. We'll come back to you in just a second. Thank you again for hanging right. with us tonight, man. It was it was great getting to, get, getting uh getting to know you a little bit better. No doubt. And uh, hearing about all this goodness you got dropping in twenty sixteen and beyond. Little rock, stand up. All right. Sir. All right, Meeks. Yeah, man. Oh man, it's so good to be back in the chair again. And this was a good way to, oh, to get back way in to, the swing. Great man. way, great way to kick it off. No so, doubt. This is Southern Vanguard Radio, Tuesdays, Thursdays, best shit you could spend your time doing. No doubt. Stay tuned. Southern Vanguard on iTunes, Mixcloud, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud. Stay tuned, y'all. Yeah, man. We out. Another one. Peace. Peace.